This is Dr. Tanya Renee Lee on The Inquisitor. Today's lesson, Theology of Missions. Arthur F. Glasser once said, Mission implies reaching those without faith in God. And it comes from the Apostle Paul and the Missionary Task Book written by Glasser. The concepts of mission and missions are explored in relationship to the Old Testament, the New Testament, the nature of God in mission, mission, mission theology, missionaries, church leaders, and lay people. The mission in the Old Testament is described as a divine drama in four acts by Morrill, Corrin, and McGee, 2004. The acts are divided as, as follows. The creation and the fall, God's calling and setting apart a people for himself, God's work in rescuing his people, and God's work in sending his people into exile. The book of Genesis is a text that can be attributed to the Old Testament text pertaining to mission. There are plethora of scriptures pertaining to the fall throughout the book of Genesis. God's identification of a particular group of people is also relevant in the Old Testament text. A scripture sub substantiating God's identification can be found in Genesis 12, 1-3. Through blessing Abraham, God intends to bless humankind. Genesis, Genesis 12, 3 conveys, The Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, and your father's house, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Genesis 22, 18 also relates to the blessing as a whole being meant for all of humanity. Another Old Testament text concerning the presence of mission is found when God rescues his people Israel from exile in Exodus 12:38. Israel as the chosen people are instructed by God to be a light to all nations. This charge directly corresponds with missions reaching all nations and all people. The act of God sending his chosen people into exile additionally serves as an element for all humankind to be reached. The New Testament texts pertaining to mission contain many scriptural connotations are equally important. Mission pertains to sending. One example is God's sending of his own son, Jesus, into the world to save mankind. Jesus, in furtherance of mission, sends his followers in the world to preach to all peoples and all nations as he is charged in the Great Commission. This is the crux of mission in the New Testament. The finality of mission coincides with the return of Jesus to humankind. A reference of moving from the Old Testament to the New Testament is provided by Wright, 1992, who provides a glimpse of God's divine nature and mission. With the echo of the book of Genesis, we are meant to realize that the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, marks a new beginning, indeed a new creation. God is doing his new thing. God is doing his new thing. Good news indeed. Jesus then is not only the end of the beginning. 
He is also the beginning of the end. The message provided by Wright provides further clarification regarding the significance of Jesus and states, Furthermore, the mission of the Messiah was also connected to the ingathering of the nations. Perhaps Morrow, Coin, and McGee articulated best and surmised, Mission is God's project, and he graciously allows Christians to take part in it. God's nature comprises everything to include love, infinite wisdom, divinity, authority, and inclusion. His nature is inclusiveness and is illustrated by the desire to reach all peoples and all nations. Right, continues and communicates. Now the main point of God's promise to Abraham was not merely that he would have a son and thereby descendants who would be especially blessed by God, but that through the people of Abraham, God would bring blessing to all the nations on the earth. Mission theology correlates with other aspects of theology, as God's will in all forms of theology is to have a relationship with his creation, humankind. Man, 1994, articulates a possible rationale encompassing five personal convictions. I believe that God is out to make us all like him. Number two, each of us is either on God's way or in God's way. Number three, whatever choice you make is going to hurt. Number four, pain is always either the means to our end or the end of our means. And number five, all of the above is garbage unless we've been grabbed by the grace of God. Another aspect of mission theology, which shares similarities to other forms of theology, is the search for fulfillment in life. Mission theology, in a sense, reflects the meaning of Christ paying the price for our salvation. Christ went out to die so that we might be saved. Similarly, Christ sends missionaries out to reach and teach. Man also advises. So, grace is the guts to hold on and not let go. To hold on to what you cannot lose and let go of what you cannot keep. That's what Jesus was talking about when he said, For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses life for my sake will, will save it. In a similar vein, Morrow, Corrin, and McGee, 2004, cite dryness who surmises. But mission lies at the core of theology, within the character and action of God himself. There is an impulse to give and share that springs from the very nature of God, and that therefore characterized all his works. So all that theologians call fundamental theology is mission theology. Themes in mission theology are in direct alignment with the mission being conducted. Generally, a form of organization held by the missionary group organization helps to guide and sustain the mission. In contrast, a motive supports the theme of the mission theology and provides stabilization in terms of purpose and cohesiveness. The themes and motives of mission theology vary from mission to mission based upon the objective and focus. Not all missions pursue the same goal or objective. The goal of attainment is an integral part of theme and Moffat. Mission theology and the missionary are relational terms to the extent both aim to achieve, 
to achieve the charge of the Great Commission. Church leaders are an important instrument of continual cultivation of the body of Christ concerning mission theology. The church leaders help in building the foundation for a mission and providing guidance and support through the term of a mission. Lay people not in full-time ministry encompass a significant part in mission theology too. Lay people can play a pivotal role in mission as mission is not limited exclusively to the church. Lay people can be a part or contribute to missionary efforts individually. Mission has been present, culminating with the fall of man. God's sending of his son is an integral part of the mission. The charge of the Great Commission also serves as a part of the mission. The main emphasis of the charge of the Great Commission is to reach all nations and all people. Mission efforts throughout the world are vast. However, there is still much needed to be done. The church should continue to provide and seek ways to be a part of mission efforts. Each believer should ask, what can I do in mission and do it? Thanks be to God for this word on mission today. I hope it's been a blessing to you, our talk and discussion on mission theology. May you have peace and may you also complete your mission in Christ. Leave nothing to chance, but be a part of the mission. I'd like to thank you for joining in today. Please enjoy this message and join us for other messages to come on the Inquisitor. God bless you and keep you. Love each one of you. God bless.